First, there is the man whom Jesus healed after he was anointed and washed. His neighbors weren't sure who he was. Is this the blind beggar? They asked. They were all sure they had known him, known him rather as the disciples tried to know him, a problem to be solved. Whose fault was it? His or the parents? The neighbors knew him. He was the annoying beggar. Or, I gave him three drachma last week. Aren't I a great guy? They knew him because he fit into their schemes. Now, he didn't. It wasn't enough that the disciples made his parents a point of speculation. Now the authorities dragged them in for questioning. But they didn't have the answers that were demanded. He was their son, but they didn't know what had become of him or how this had happened. It's not easy to know something when your safety depends on not knowing it. Theologians were deeply offended. They had a system, and by that system, he should still be blind. So they couldn't see him. Again, he was a problem to be solved, a a point of speculation, or a problem to be cast out. They didn't know him, and they didn't want to know him. And none of them knew Jesus. The blind man, now healed, was beginning to have some sense of what was at work in this man, but he hadn't even seen him until the last bit of the story. The religious authorities knew that if it was outside their system, it could not be real, certainly not good. We don't know where he comes from. We know he is a sinner. That's the one thing you can't say about Jesus. They didn't know him, and they really didn't want to know him. Two men, one transformed, healed, restored, so that he was not the object of pity or case study for theological speculation. Whatever he had been, now he was someone they didn't know, one in whom God's work had led to God's glory a human being flourishing. The other, so confident in his work that he compares his own being, his presence, to light. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. If Jesus is at work, it is full, glorious day. And he is the light that lets us see. Nope. None of that made sense to anybody. So we are left asking, do we know Jesus? Are there lives around us so changed by his grace? Does new vision come from dawning light that leaves us confused? Does Jesus ask us to see and believe things that aren't on the approved list of things to see and believe. That's the trouble with this gospel. It asks us to be ready to see what we haven't seen and understand what is beyond our imagining. We might understand Jesus in this encounter. Jesus is healer, is compassionate. We get that. 
but he is going to Jerusalem and we will have to know him hanging on a cross. And then as a living presence on the other side of the grave. And now at this altar in the midst of our lives, do we know him? In the story, after idle speculation, conflict and interrogation, after division and expulsion, there is a moment of quiet, profound recognition. The two people no one recognized stand before each other. Jesus, without hesitation and with clarity, owns up to who he is, the Son of Man. To Nicodemus, he had said that the Son of Man must be lifted up so that whoever believes will have life. He will speak of a grain of wheat that has to die and fall into the earth, from whence it grows and produces life-giving abundance. So must the Son of Man be glorified, he will say. At the cross and all that follows, do you believe in the Son of Man? It is not that no one knew these two men. The blind men can see, and in seeing he knows Jesus, and that knowing was the dawn that led to full glorious day. And Jesus knew the man. Don't ask about sin when you can see the glory of God beginning to dawn. And that's what Jesus saw in him and what Jesus sees in us. Jesus knows us, and daily we are invited to know him until his light shines so clearly in us and around us that we see the world full of God's presence, full of God's glory. Amen.